but I'm more and more so as I get older and I just am tired of the bad translations. They cause so much division, derision. They divide, just, they, they, they desecrate what God's purpose is for our lives. So I study the original Greek and the original Hebrew. Kathy Lee Gifford, welcome to our show today. We are here to talk about your musical project for kids, The Little Giant, and you were just telling me about the inspiration behind this, which is your trip to Israel. Of, 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 our, of my many trips to Israel. Mm, yes, I go ma'am. to Israel every time I can. Yeah. In 2012, my husband and I went uh, on our first rabbinical trip, meaning we went with somebody that believed that uh, the Bible was written by Middle Easterners for Middle Easterners. And mm-hmm. when we try to approach scripture with our western minds it's 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 ridiculous we can't we can't fathom it because we don't understand that culture we never will mm-hmm. but what we can do is learn what the what the bible says and and the only way to really learn what the bible says is to learn the original greek and the original hebrew the only two languages uh, ancient languages that have never changed in millennia mm-hmm. interesting that the lord would choose those two languages for his word his, his love letter to creation to go forward. So I've been a student of the Word of God all my life. My first trip to Israel was in, when I was 17 years old for the first Jerusalem Conference on Biblical Prophecy. Mm-hmm. I missed my high school graduation, and I could have cared less. Uh, I'm, I've always been a Bible nerd that way, but I'm <laughs> more and more so as I get older, and I just am tired of the bad translations. They mm-hmm. cause so much division, derision. They just, just they, they, they desecrate what God's purpose is for our lives. So I study the original Greek and the original Hebrew, and that steps on a lot of people's toes. Mm -hmm. A lot of people want to think that that Bible that they love is the divine, inspired Word of God. Well, if they want to believe that, that's fine, but I I can't help but point out, because of my studies, that there are huge, huge discrepancies Mm -hmm. and mistranslations in them that set us off on the wrong path right away and have caused such such turmoil and trauma in the world because, I mean, for instance, Jesus was not a carpenter. I don't. It, 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 that's not the word for what Jesus was. He and Joseph in the New Testament. The word is tekton, T-E-K-T-O-N, mm-hmm. and what it means is builder or slash architect. Mm. The trouble is, in first century Judea and Israel, there was there were no there was no buildable wood. Then all mm. the wood that was buildable was 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 floated down from the cedars of Lebanon to the north along the Via Maris, which was the ancient trade route, down to Joppa, which is present-day Tel Aviv, in raft, only to be then taken apart and then taken um, overland to the various construction sites. Jesus was not a carpenter in the sense that we understand a carpenter because there was no buildable um, wood at the time. Jesus was a stonemason. It, hmm. Israel was all rock, all rock then, which makes the, the scriptures come alive. Upon this rock, I will build this church, my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. The, the, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Jesus is the cornerstone. You know, let you who are without sin cast the first stone. All of a sudden, the scales fall off our eyes as we study hmm. the word of God. So the, the, the little musical had its, its genesis in um, this trip to the Valley of Elah in 2012, which is the, the valley where David um, did fight Goliath 
3,000 years ago, which is virtually unchanged. Wow. It's, it's un, there's, not a, there's not a shop. There's not a T-shirt place. There's not a tchotchke shop. There's nothing. It's, uh, it's exactly the way it was 3,000 years ago. And that's what's so moving about it to me. And the Brook of Elah was is still there, too, where, where David went down and picked up a stone, five stones, actually, put them in his little shepherd's pouch. And um, I wrote a song about it a few years ago with my friend uh, David Pomerantz. And um, it's called What is Your Stone? Basically asking the question, what is your stone? Um, where will you throw it? What is your gift? How will you know it? What is the one thing that you can do that no one else can do but you? What is what is your stone? Mm. And I think that's a far more powerful question to ask our children than what do you want to be when you grow up? So much better to ask them, what has God created you to be for your whole life? And that's basically what David had over all the cowering, fearful, sniveling, hiding <laughs> for 40 days and 40 nights Israeli army under King Saul, David comes along and goes, why isn't anybody fighting this man? He then picks up his stones and goes and says, I come before you um, because you defy the living God of Israel. He had no fear because he had already killed lions and bears. He's already killed all kinds of Goliath. Hmm. And that's what we don't know about the story. That's what's unique about our story. We think we know the story of David and Goliath. We don't. Not biblically, we don't. We think it's some kid that God gave supernatural power to, to kill the Goliath. Well, yes, of course it is that. But he already had all the skills in him. He'd already done it. Hmm. And the difference between the people on the, on the ridge in fear, they had religion. David, the little shepherd boy, had relationship with the living God of Israel, who had never let him down before and wasn't going to let him down this time. I love that. And that, that. I think, is a powerful distinction. That absolutely amazes me. I know personally, when I look at the story of David, I think a lot about how he had five different stones. And you mentioned, like, we have our own individual stones that we can use to fight our individual Goliaths. So in your life, what has been a stone for you to slay the Goliaths before you? Well, I mean, I'm in show business. Mm -hmm. I've been in show business for 50 years. One of the most brutal businesses there is. I just throw my stone every day. My truth. I Throw my truth at it, and God never lets me down. I love it, and I also I love how vocal about you are about your faith. Um, you recently sang your song about uh, my I'm yes, sorry, ma'am, and I was just I was in tears over that. If you could tell us a little bit about your experience with that and his experience oh, with definitely. Jesus, it, this is so funny. I'm I love sorry, it. but I've been in this business for fifty years. I've done sixteen albums. I've done Broadway. I've done Vegas. I've sung the national anthem at the Super Bowl. I've done all that stuff. You know what I've never had in my entire life? Tell me, a hit song. <laughs> and now at this—I mean, we are number one on iTunes in the Christian uh, uh, field. We're number ten on all of iTunes. I've been getting all these updates all day long. I'm getting the biggest kick out of it. I'm ahead of Taylor Swift, Sam Smith, Kesha. And Brett James from Nashville, who's one of the greatest songwriters Nashville has and ever has had. Mm -hmm. And um, I met him in June down in Nashville with the Today Show. And I, he asked me how I was doing since Frank had passed. He was a big fan of Frank's. And I said, I'm doing great. Mm -hmm. I'm really doing great. Thank you for asking. I said, he's, I saw him. I found him that morning. He had a look on his face of 
awe and reverence. And I said, I have no doubt in my mind he saw Jesus, and Jesus took his breath away. And I'm, someday I'm going to write that song. Mm-hmm. And he looked at me so tenderly, and he goes, well, then let's write that song. And I went back back down to Nashville a week later and we wrote that song and that's the one I sang yesterday mm. and he said to me that the, the, the night after we recorded it uh, at my house here in Connecticut I was taking him to our guest apartment and he said Kathy let me tell you something he said only you could sing this song and he said let me tell you something about this song it's going to change the world wow this is the man who wrote Jesus take the wheel something in the water I mean I mean, he knows it's a powerful song when he when he writes it or he hears it, you know, and and he just knew the truth of it was going to break through and and meet Amen. hurting people's hearts wherever they were, and and I didn't want to sing it because I I don't sing anymore professionally. I've had some damage to my vocal cords because of because I've, I've lost um, some some vocal ability and breathing ability mm-hmm. because I had. Um, double pneumonia when my father was dying and he was in hospice. And when you're giving your father, you know, every 15 minutes you're giving him morphine. You're not thinking about getting to a hospital yourself. Mm -hmm. You just don't. I put it on the back burner and I, as a result, had tremendous damage to my vocal cords and I stopped singing. For 15 years I haven't sung. Mm. And all of a sudden now I'm writing songs and I'm singing. I'm singing. And and, and it's a hit. I mean, who... If somebody wants a miracle, this just sort of comes under the, the banner of mi- modern day miracle. You know, it just, it's just, I'm having fun with it. I, I don't, it's probably going to be gone by tomorrow. So forgive <laughs> me for enjoying it a little bit while it lasts. Oh, no, go for it. I have talked to many people, even the last 24 hours. My mom sent it to me this morning and she was like, You've got to listen to this. Just, pardon me? Many people over the last 24 hours since you've sung this have just been blown away. My mom herself sent me it this morning and was like, you've got to check this out. This is incredible. Yeah. Up here, I mean, it's 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 the number one concert view on the Today Show mm. all year long. And they've had it's, some big names. I, that, I mean, we had Harry Styles. We had, we've had <laughs> everybody. And me, the oldest person at the Today Show. <laughs> you've got to laugh. You have to laugh about it. And that's where the joy of the Lord comes in. Thank you so much for talking with us today. Before you head out, could you please pray over us and our audience? Yes, I will. Lord, I pray over Jessalyn. I pray over her viewers and her, her, her listeners, Lord, and her friends and her family. Lord, we're all just stumbling along, trying to be in some way as faithful to you as you are to us every single day. And there is no condemnation in you, Lord. You see us wrapped in mercy and drenched in grace and and clothed in righteousness and a garment of salvation. Father, we thank you for that. We don't live under the law. We live in truth, and the truth sets us free. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And we praise you, Jesus, for that understanding that passes the peace of the world. We The, the world can't even understand us, Lord, and we we pray that we would be your shalom to the chaos of the world, that they would understand that we have the cure for the malignancy in their souls, Lord. They may walking, be walking around completely healthy, but we know there is a malignancy of the soul, Lord. Let us be the balm on the wound of the malignancy of the soul. May we be your, your sweet fragrance, sweet fragrance, your salt and your light in this hurting world, Lord. 
And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. In today's fast-paced world, fear has become an epidemic. A social media post, text message, news headline, or medical report can take away your sense of being and create stresses on your mind, body, or soul. Establish your heart and mind on the comforting truths of God's promises and best-selling author Stormy O'Mardian's new book, The Power of Praying Through Fear. You'll learn what it is to think, say, and pray the moment you sense fear or anxiety as life happens and things appear to spiral out of control. Experience freedom and peace over some of life's inhibiting fears, including fear of rejection, fear of the future, fear of death, and fear of suffering. Learn to pray effectively and claim the power, love, and sound mind God has for you. Available for pre-order at Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.